chapter 8 in the book of Revelation. Many people say this is the hardest chapter to understand. And I agree. The reason it's difficult is you have to have a knowledge of the Old Testament to understand a lot of the things, that the symbols that are here. And my purpose for teaching this is to teach it in such a way that you can grasp the outline and know what is coming in the history of the world. I have studied for many years and studied the Old Testament, and it's taken hours of work to understand a lot of these things. And it's my privilege to give you the benefit of the hours of work that I've put into to study. I want to tell you at first that I take the Bible literally. I believe it says what it means and means what it says. And I don't spiritualize a lot of things. You have to understand that when Revelation was written, they didn't have cars and telephones and airplanes and tractors and all the equipment we have today. And so there are a lot of symbols in here that represent things that, that they didn't understand back then, but we can really understand it now living in this period of history. And so chapter 8, um, we see the seventh seal. If you remember in chapter 6, there was a seven-seal scroll, and six of them were opened. And we saw an outline of things to come during the tribulation period. Then there was a parenthesis when God said, Stop everything and wait until I have sealed 144,000 people from the tribes of Jacob, the 12 tribes, the 12 sons of Jacob, makes up the nation of Israel. And these are strong evangelists. And since the church is gone, the Holy Spirit has been removed, they revert back to the way it was in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit comes to do God's work, but doesn't indwell people as he does today. And so we found out that there are many people that will be saved during the tribulation due to the witness of the 144,000. Now, we pick up the seventh seal here, and the seventh seal introduces seven trumpets. I want to make it clear that, that this is the same period of time. We just have more information revealed to us. And as the trumpet blows... John sees what is going to take place. So he had opened the seventh seal. There was silence in heaven about the space of a half an hour. I really don't know, but it just seems that, that he was, they were awestruck. Can it be that this is going to happen? And there was just deafening silence everywhere. And then the seven angels that stood before God to whom were given seven trumpets. And then another angel came and stood at the altar. He had a golden censer, and there was given unto him incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. The golden altar before the throne was where the prayers of all the saints were poured out in the tabernacle. 
and the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Realize it says all the prayers of all the saints, God remembers every prayer. That's when I learned that the, that the candelabra that was in the tabernacle in the Old Testament represented the light of God. And the priest went in every day and clipped the wicks in the candelabra and put the wicks in a box and started out with a new wick every day. And that represents the light. And it's a symbol that you and I start out every day afresh. And what we did yesterday, we can't count on for today, but God remembers it. And so here we see a great truth that every prayer that you and I have ever offered, God remembers. And here it ascends up before God from the angel's hand. And then the angel took the scent. So that's just a bowl that holds the coals. He filled it with fire from the altar. And the fire in the tabernacle had to come from the altar. You couldn't have a new fire. You had to keep that one going all the time because it was started by God. And it's called strange fire if you start it for yourself. So he cast that fire to the earth. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings and an earthquake. Now thunders and lightning always speak of judgment. We saw in chapter 6 that there will be a major earthquake. And here is the earthquake. And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire, mingled with blood. Hail stones big enough to kill people or to injure them and to, to start fires. So don't try to spiritualize this. When the trumpet sounds, there was hail and fire that was cast upon the earth. And one third of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up. I was talking to a, a young boy about 10 years old about this and his comment was, there will be no oxygen. It'll be hard to breathe. And I hadn't even thought about the fact that, that the foliage produces the oxygen and so the trees, one-third of them are gone, and all the grass. Then the second angel sounded, and it was, it was like it was a great mountain burning with fire cast into the sea. Now, it was not a mountain burning with fire that was cast into the sea, because it says it was as it were a great mountain. Nobody knows what this could be. It could be a meteorite, it could be a bomb, but something that's burning with fire is cast into the sea. And it wasn't a mountain, because it says it was as it was a mountain, so it's huge, whatever it is. And one third of the sea became blood. And one third of the creatures in the sea that had life died. 
and a third of the ships were destroyed. So whatever this is, it's a major catastrophe that takes place in the sea. Now, to you and me, maybe it doesn't mean much that one-third of the fish or the sea life dies. But if you go to a third world country or you go to Asia, you won't believe how much their diet consists of creatures from the sea. Fish, shrimp, crab, oysters, and one-third of those will all be gone. And imagine one-third of the ships. Why does it say one-third of everything? I don't have a clue. Three is an important number to God because it's the number of the Trinity. But why is it one-third? I have no idea. The third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. It wasn't a lamp, but it burned like a lamp. It fell on a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. Wormwood was the word for bitter. So the fresh water has become bitter. One third of the fish have died in the sea. And the sea became blood. And now the fresh waters are contaminated and they are bitter. And the third part of the waters became bitter and many men died of the waters because they were bitter. I suggest the bitterness was some sort of poison, some sort of chemical or something that, that was in the fresh water. Now just think of the scene. An earthquake. One third of the trees gone. All the green grass gone. The sea becomes red and blood. One third of the fish die. The fresh waters are contaminated and they become bitter. As if that's not enough, the fourth angel sounded and one third of the sun was smitten. Whatever this was, it possibly was smoke. The air was filled with smoke and a third part of the moon and the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it and the night likewise. So there is this unbelievable explosion or fire. And can you imagine fire large enough to, to darken the sun and the moon and the stars? Now that's a terrible scene. But then the last verse says, I beheld and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. Now, what we are told here is, if you think this is bad enough, there are three woes coming. And when God uses the word woe in the Bible, it means major disasters. And so in chapter 9, which we'll take up in our next episode, 
we have three more trumpets to sound. And I just trust, as you see this written in the Word of God, and hear me explain it to you as I have come to see it, I pray that you will be so grateful to God that you are His child, and you will escape this. But I pray it will motivate all of us to share our faith with those we care about, or even those we don't care about. Because I don't know of one person I have ever met that I would desire to see go through this terrible scene that is going to take place on the face of the earth. So let this be encouraging to you that you will escape this, but let it be convicting to you that you mustn't hold back from sharing your faith with anyone who wants to hear. I don't believe in pressing people or just backing people up in a corner and witnessing to them. But when I come across someone that wants to know or that has questions, I'm so thankful that I know how to share my faith in such a way that others can come to know the Lord as their Savior and escape this horrible nightmare, be present with the Lord, and blessed by God in the days we have left on this earth. I close the same way. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Share with others.